You're listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. I'm KC, I'm your host, and we've got a great show lined up for you tonight, so I hope you just sit back, relax, and enjoy what we've got in store for you. Uh, as per usual, don't forget to join us in the Discord chat if you want to, radiose.ga slash Discord. Uh, talk to like-minded people. And, you know, feel free to comment on what's been happening or on what's happening during the show. Uh, and, uh, you know, tell us if you're enjoying uh, this week's episode of the Sega Lounge. As I said, we have a great show for you tonight because we'll be joined later on during the show by Matt Kramer from Senzaru Games. He'll be talking to myself and Donnie about... Sonic Boom Fire and Ice and it's uh, actually really fun interview we had Matt's a great guy uh, and hopefully this sequel will show how much he and all the other guys at Sensor Games are how big of Sega fans they are however before we get into that and we've also got Memories of Sega by Winner With You we've got great music by the way great retro music uh, picked by Matt to play during the show but before all of that it's time for the news roundup uh, for the week and so uh, I'm doing this by myself but you know for the rest of the segments of the show I'll be joined by Donnie so I'll, I won't be alone this week anyway uh, into the news uh, very quickly first up it's good news for Xbox One owners who enjoy the Virtua Fighter series so Virtua Fighter 5 Final Showdown uh, is playable now on Xbox One via uh, backwards compatibility. Uh, last week we mentioned uh, Bayonetta, and this week we have Virtua Fighter 5 Final Showdown. So you probably remember us mentioning that uh, uh, Yakuza 6 will have Virtua Fighter 5 Final Showdown in it, and you can play it in, in Club Sega. Uh, so it's it's kind of a way of having a VF5 Final Showdown. Uh, on the PS4, so if you own an Xbox One, you can now play it, uh, play the original game uh, because of the miracle that is backwards compatibility. Uh, so hopefully, some of you will be excited about that. Speaking of Yakuza 6, uh, Yakuza 6 will be free of loading screens apparently, so um, we, we're not sure if we're getting the game yet. <laughs> However, it's coming out soon in Japan and news have been coming out uh, every week about this new game. And so apparently there won't be any loading screens. According to Nagoshi-san, uh, you can engage in the central adventure, get into battles, watch drama scenes and go back to the adventure all without any loading screens. Go into any building or any room or any floor without loading. So that's what he said and so this is, is kind of amazing 
um, probably you know pushing the limits of, of the PS4 hardware in order to, to make this happen um, and so something to look forward to if you're um, you know looking into importing Yakuza 6 from Japan or just really really hopeful that the game will be localized and released in the West. Moving swiftly on uh, to another bit of news, Sega has acquired Technosoft properties, and that's amazing. So, uh, you probably know Technosoft from games like the Thunder Force series, maybe from Herzog's Vi as well. Um, I don't know, maybe you know them from other other games, but uh, Sega has acquired some of their properties. Um, uh, and uh, they'll, they also announced that they'll be releasing Thunder Force 3 as part of the Sega 3D Classics Collection 3 Final Stage game. So, um, new game announced for the compilation, uh, aside from Turbo Outrun, will have Thunder Force 3 as well. And I say we, but I mean Japanese players, because it hasn't been confirmed uh, for, uh, West, for a Western release. However, this is great news uh, because uh, Sega also mentioned that uh, they are looking into reprinting Thunder Force 4, 5, and even Herzog's Vice. So, hopefully, we'll get some, at least some, you know, some 3D classic versions of, of these games, or maybe some Steam re-releases, or even, who knows, new games in these franchises. Uh, what do you think? Would you like to see any of these? Uh, games released, re-released, you know, rebooted. I don't know. Let us know. Let us know in Discord or via Twitter at Radio Sega. Moving swiftly on into some other news, and again we mentioned Bayonetta briefly before, but now it's really a news piece about Bayonetta. Bayonetta is getting an amiibo to commemorate Bayonetta 2's second anniversary. So, Platinum Games have teased. Um, you know, a, a, a brand new figure, <laughs> but it's an amiibo, an amiibo of Bayonetta. Um, not much has been shared, just a little teaser, a little picture teaser. Uh, you can see it's Bayonetta, but you can exactly tell much about it. Uh, but it's a brand new amiibo for you collectors out there and for you Bayonetta fans as well. So coming soon, Bayonetta amiibo. Who knows if it'll unlock stuff in the in the game, probably not, maybe it's just a figure, we don't know, hopefully we'll have more news to share on this very very soon. And finally, the final bit of news for the week, it is about um, DVDs, so apparently there are updates on the North American uh, releases of Sonic X on DVD and the Sega Hard Girls anime as well, uh, also DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, releases as well. Uh, so apparently um, the Sonic X Seasons 1 and 2 collection was gonna uh, come out in North America uh, in September 27th, however it's been moved to November 8th this year. So if you're looking forward to that, uh, you'll have to wait a bit longer until the 8th of November to get your hands on Seasons 1 and 2 of Sonic X on DVD. Also, the Season 3 DVD collection, so Seasons 1 and 2 will be released uh, on November 8th, and Season 3 will be released on December 6th, so a month later. 
Um, by the way, if you're like myself, <laughs> hoping to get your hands on uh, the Sega Hard Girls anime, Discotech Media, who are handling these, these releases, uh, said they'll st they're still working on it, they still have plans on uh, releasing these, the, this anime on DVD and Blu-ray, but they don't have a date yet, so soon they'll announce a release date, but not yet. Uh, unfortunately, this is just North America, <laughs> as per usual the, these days. Uh, but hopefully we'll get some uh, European releases as well. Finally, 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 this is not exactly news, but this week I thought I, uh, we'd do something different. Uh, because, you know, it's it's time of year when several games, several different games get released, people get confused. And so I thought, why not do a quick recap of the most recent, or actually the, the, the upcoming games released by Sega and their release date. So this week... Uh, in the US, September 20th, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse was released and the, it still has a uh, fourth quarter 2016 date for European people, but uh, you know, stay tuned. So Shin Megami Tensei 4 available now, uh, Apocalypse available now for US players. Uh, this is obviously for the 3DS. Also for the 3DS, and this is, you know, the main theme of tonight's show because we'll we'll be introducing Matt Kramer from Sensaro Games, lead designer on the game. Uh, Sonic Boom Fire and Ice will be released for the 3DS next week, uh, September 27th in the US, uh, September 30th in Europe, October 1st in Australia, and if we have any Japanese listeners out there, October 27th in Japan. So. Um, US and Europe 27th 30th of this month October 1st for Australia October 27th for Japan uh, Res Infinite is also a thing <laughs> and so it's it'll be released for the PS4 and uh, PlayStation VR uh, on October 13th uh, another date you need to mark on your calendar Super Dimension Neptune uh, versus Sega Hard Girls well uh, this is a game that will be released for the PS Vita, uh, PS Vita and it'll come out in uh, the US on October 18th, in Europe October 21st. Finally, PC, Mac and Linux releases of uh, Football Manager 2017 on November 4th and Motorsport Manager uh, doesn't have an exact release date yet but they say it's 2016 so Hopefully soon we'll know, we'll get an exact date for the release of Motorsport Manager. And hopefully soon we'll get uh, some of the guys from uh, PlaySport Games uh, on the show to talk about Motorsport Manager. So that's all we have for the news and release calendar <laughs> uh, this week on the Sega Lounge. And so we'll take a quick break uh, and we'll play a track picked by Matt Kramer. Uh, he picked the quartet theme, which is a Radio Sega favorite, classic Sega classic, and we'll be right back with Matt and Donnie for a very special interview, so don't go anywhere, keep listening to Radio Sega, this is the Sega Lounge.
the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge, right here on Radio Sega. Uh, and we we just played uh, awesome, awesome music. We just played the quartet theme, as picked by this week's guests on the Sega Lounge. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to welcome back to the show Matt Kramer from Sensaro Games. Hello, Matt. Hey, how you doing? Man, I, I love that quartet track. I remember that from back in the day. It's awesome. And amazing pick right there and <laughs> awesome one to start start the show and uh, get us into the this interviewing spirit also joining me for the interview is um long forgotten co-host of the sega lounge long long long, long forgotten lost. i see how it is long lost he got lost in the so, woods i think so so we got him back so does that make me does that make me uh being the dynamite and mighty, the long forgotten characters. Of... Yeah, he'll be in uh, Donny Mania one day. Uh, <laughs> it's Donny. <laughs> Welcome back, Donny. It's it's great to have you back on the Sega Lounge as well. Long time no see. Long time uh... no see. Long time no see. Um, and so we're we're talking to Matt Kramer the, this week. By the way, and since we already had Matt on the show one, uh, once before uh, on season during season one of the show, I believe. Uh, so go back to that if you want to know more about Matt and his history with video games and with Sega. Uh, so Google we it. We we're not going to make him, you know repeat all of that again so if you want to know more about Matt and also uh, his first game uh, for Sega Sonic Boom Shattered Crystals um, you can let's just check you can uh, download episode 20 of season 1 of the Sega Lounge so so go do that uh, after you listen to the show <laughs> to this particular interview so Matt again welcome back to the show it's great to have you back um, yeah, it's great to great to be back here. Yeah, last time we spoke uh, was uh, you know uh, almost two years ago, I think. Yeah, December twenty fourteen, if I'm Has not it? mistaken. And Has it been two years? I thought it was like last year or something. Yeah, time flies, you know. So I, I also I also thought that, but uh, yeah, it's been almost two years. <laughs> so what's been going on in your life since we last um, spoke? You know, huh? What's been going on since yeah. we last spoke? Oh, man. You know, uh, we've been working a lot on uh, Sonic Boom Fire and Ice. Um, you know, we, we finished that project up. Um, and, uh, you know, most recently we've been um, working on a bunch of uh, VR projects, which have been a, a fun challenge for, you know, for game design and, and the studio as a whole. So oh, it's been a, been a fun experience the, since we last talked. Interesting, yeah. So you're into the VR side of things now. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Sanzaro tries to keep it very um, diverse. So mm -hmm. you know, we're 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 you know in a multiple types of games and you know action platformers, uh, VR stuff, and, and just try to stay as diverse as possible. Interesting. Actually, fun fact: I tried um, an Oculus Rift today. Uh, this morning to be exact uh, as part of uh, a visit I had to do to a museum as part of my work my job Okay. Uh, it, it, it's a news museum in Portugal and um, I, I tried one of their um, uh, Oculus Rift 
headsets or sets and uh it kind of freaked me out to be honest <laughs> because it, it takes a little bit to get used to yeah yeah I, it was like a for some reason in being in the used museum it's it's kind of weird but the, the, that that particular vr experience had nothing to do with news it was like uh flying over uh portugal uh, okay and uh falling down so that kind of freaked me out but it was really interesting <laughs> <laughs> to say the least but yeah, yeah. My, my it, first it's a fun medium you know coming from like a design background there's you know a lot of fun and interesting things that that we can uh, explore with this medium so you know we'll see where it goes over the next couple of years mm -hmm. yeah let's see let's see uh yeah and it's kind of going mainstream in, in the next few months so let's see what happens yeah um, I'm, I'm sure you're excited about it yep yeah, yeah of course awesome uh, so yeah um, before we, we get into the sonic boom side of things uh, have you been playing any games recently apart from those that you're making <laughs> uh, yeah I mean we have been playing a lot we have two uh, VR uh, touch Uh, launch games for the Oculus Ripcoil and VR Sports. So I've uh, been playing a lot of those. Um, and then, you know, personally, um, I just started playing some Dragon Quest VII on the 3DS. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, logged a couple hours into that. And then uh, some ReCore on the uh, Xbox One. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How are you finding those games? I so love fun. them. I mean, I'm a huge Dragon Quest fan, so... Uh, I, I love digging into those games. Uh, and in general, you know, I really like the 3DS. You know, uh, Rhythm Tengoku on there is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've been playing some uh, Pokemon Ruby with my daughter, which is a lot of fun. And um, I, I just love the machine and um, really excited to see what Nintendo does with the NX. Yeah. Now, not much news yet on the system, so everyone's really looking forward to know what, what's going to happen uh, maybe you know more than than we do at this point I believe you, you do maybe it's Nintendo I'm a Nintendo fanboy so I'll, I'll love it no matter what so <laughs> I, well I write for uh, my Nintendo news so I, I know the feeling all too well I grew up with Nintendo games so yeah, yeah. I, I actually have grown to, to like Nintendo as well uh, you know I, I, was, I was a Sega fanboy back in the day but <laughs> No, really. I, I think that uh, even though Sega now are apparently going back to their roots and working on some classic IPs and doing some fun stuff, I usually mention that Nintendo seem to be uh, the Sega of, our, of of the current era because they're doing all the you know the Blue Sky gaming yeah. stuff and uh, fun games and. Uh, more concerned about gameplay than, than graphics and everything. So I, I think I think they're they're really awesome at that. Uh, and mm -hmm. hopefully the DNX will will be a return to form after the not that successful Wii U experience. Although I do enjoy my Wii U, so some fun. Yeah, games I mean, that. I you know I, I I boot it up every once in a while and play some stuff on it, but primarily it's the you know it's the 3DS. I'm a I'm a big Pokemon fan fan too, so. You know, waiting for uh, Sun and Moon to come out, which will be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people are really excited about that as well. So we'll see how it goes. 
so Matt, uh, we, we need to talk about Sonic Boom, Fire and Ice. But um, yep. before that, and I was, I was listening back to our first interview a couple of years ago, um, mm -hmm. and there was there was one idea that I, I think uh, if we could sum up our interview uh, in in like a, a phrase or an expression, it would be um, the time frame you had to work on on the game you actually repeated yeah. that a lot during the interview yep. uh yep. now that we probably can speak a bit a bit more openly about it uh yep. yeah of, two years of later course. more so than before yeah yeah two years later we, we can look back and uh you know and having a new game coming out soon next week uh we can right. we can talk about it a bit more um do you feel like uh you know things were much better this time this time around that you got more time to work on the sequel than the first game you get yep. to do all the things that you wanted to do and maybe some that you weren't able weren't able to do on on the first game yep yeah i mean on the, on the first game you know like i said in that interview um you know we didn't have a lot of time um to to get it done uh but as a team as a whole Uh, you know, Sanzaro was very proud of, of the work we did. Um, and, and I think we did very well with the time that we had. Um, but of course, it wasn't, you know, our true vision of what we wanted to, to bring to the, to the 3DS. And, um, you know, with this extended time and, you know, a lot of the feedback that we had from the original game, um, you know, we kind of went back to the drawing board and uh, really had created something with Fire and Ice that... Um, I think addresses a lot of the things that people didn't like about the first game and um, it just overall made a really fun, uh, exciting game. And, um, you know, hopefully the Sonic fans and the fans of the Sonic Boom animated series enjoy it as much as we did making the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, looking back at, uh, we, we actually, I actually asked about it. I was a bit mm -hmm. cheeky at the time, uh, but the reviews weren't that great, and some of yep. the feedback that people gave, as we said, <laughs> I was laughing in my car uh, earlier today <laughs> listening to that because we we actually all agreed that the Sonic fan base is really hard to please. Um, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> It's a bit. There there are several different groups, and they're all really 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 hard to please. Um, Did you, uh, you know, take a, a good look, a good hard look at all the feedback that uh, people gave you from the first game? Oh, yeah. Were you able to actually work on s those specific issues and improve yeah, for I, this second game? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think some of the biggest things are like, um, you know, <laughs> just the general flow of the game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with that game, um, they wanted, you know, Sega wanted it a very close counterpart. Uh, to rise a lyric on the Wii U. Um, so in that game, there's a lot of exploration. It's third-person action game. Um, so on the 2D side, on the 3DS, um, you know, we were instructed to try to make those maze-like, um, you, you know, more open stages, which were very different than what Sonic fans had seen before. Yeah. Um, going, you know, to the sequel, that was one thing I instantly was like, okay, we have a chance to do this again. Um, I'm not doing it that way. This is the way we're going to construct the stages. You know, they're a lot more streamlined, uh, a lot faster, a lot more combos. Uh, and I think, you know, 
we'll have a lot uh, faster paced gameplay that will resonate better with Sonic fans. Um, so that was one item that we really addressed. Uh, the other big one was the backtracking. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the first game you had to collect a certain amount of badges uh, to unlock forward progression. And uh, we got a lot of backlash from that. Um, one of the reasons that's in the original game was just because, you know, the, the game was kind of short and I didn't want people to, um, you know, blaze through it really quick and it feel very low, low value. Yeah. Um, so we, we created that loop. Um, but, you know, in hindsight, looking back on it, I'm like, who cares? You know, blaze forward, unlock the stage, move the game forward, just enjoy yourself. Uh, and if you get to the end and you beat it and you had fun, it's better than being frustrated and having to go get those uh, unlockables and things to move the game forward. Um, so those two things were two big things that we, we really tried to address. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you, you actually mentioned those as well, especially the backtracking part. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some people and, and got, then, got kind of fr frustrated with having to go go back and collect um, the blueprints and... Uh, yeah. The, I mean, in, in Fire and Ice, we have, a, we, have a really, we have a large number of collectibles and lockables and um, uh, way more than we had in the, in the first game. Um, but it's really at your pace, and it's completely optional. Um, so you could get through the whole game. There's no gates or anything to stop you. Um, and if you want to go back and collect those items, it's completely up to you. So I think that flow, that structure, uh, works much better for the game and, and definitely better for a Sonic game. Awesome. Yeah. Makes sense to do it that yeah. way. Um, what would you say, apart from those two specific uh, differences. What would you say are the main differences between Fire and Ice and Shattered Crystal? So, if if someone that has played the original game mm -hmm. uh, would now pick up the sequel, will would they feel like okay, this is a Sonic Boom game? I know this, or yep. would they s say, oh, this is a bit more similar to classic games, or you know? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a mix of both, you know, um, and, and that excludes the Wii U version. I'm just comparing the Shattered Crystals. Yeah, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, God forbid the Wii U one. Um, <laughs> hey, Sub-Zero had nothing to do with that one, just to mock that. Um, anyway, but, uh, you know, it has a, a good mix of, of, you know, what people enjoy from Shattered Crystals, but also, you know, the speed, the comboing. Um, you, you know, there's some stages that you could combo an entire stage and not even touch the ground. Um, the speed at which you can switch the characters is much faster. Uh, we went through, redid all the animations, all the uh, input buffering and motions uh, for, for the characters. So they feel a lot tighter, a lot better. Um, and really just focusing on flow. I think the game will have a much better sense of speed and flow than, than what you've seen in the previous game. And then there's the, the layer of the fire and ice, you know, so on the shoulder buttons, you can switch between fire and ice at any time. Um, so on top of comboing and switching characters, um, you can also switch the modes uh, of play between the characters. So Sonic, um, you may need to freeze a block uh, to stand on it. You may need to melt through a block really quickly and dash through it. And that extra layer of complexity added with the fast-paced comboing 
um, just really adds to the to the experience, and I, I'm hoping that people enjoy it. Yeah, it, it looked uh, at least judging from the the trailers and the gameplay videos, uh, it looks really much more fast paced than the previous games. So hopefully people will prefer that. Um, the comboing is actually something interesting. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Sonic Rush titles. Mm -hmm. um, so were they an inspiration for this one or just an idea yeah. that Yeah, I mean, I definitely looked at Sonic Rush. You know, once again, I'm a big fan of colors. Um, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. So we looked at those two titles in particular. Um, I like some of the Sonic Advanced games. Um, yeah. You know, I, I would say all of those are good influences on this. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, uh, some not many people actually uh, like the the later uh, Dimps games, but uh, the the, the yeah. first ones were were actually pretty good. So, I, mm -hmm. I yeah, they were. Yeah, so good influences, I I would say for your work as well. Um, what about playable characters? So do we still have the same characters as, as in the, 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 the first game? Yeah, we have the same roster. We have, uh, you know, Sonic is back, Tails is back, uh, Knuckles is back, Styx is back, uh, and now we have Amy playable. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a really fun character because she has her hammer. Uh, we have puzzles that utilize her hammer, uh, moving terrain and um, other items to, to progress. Um, and then some of the older characters uh, had some upgrades to their moves from the uh, from the first game. Awesome, yeah. So people can now play as Amy as well. Um, is there so can you can you complete uh, an entire stage with just one character, or will you need to you know switch between characters just so you, just so you, you can know, get that the goal? Is, that is, that's a great question. Um, so in, in the first game, we, we do a lot of the layering where you're switching back and forth. Um, and it was something that came up quite a lot in some of the comments and people are like, oh God, I can't, I just want to play as this one character. Um, so the way that that is layered in now is um, when you first are introduced <laughs> to a new character, um, we will force you to play as that character to teach you the moves and you know how each of them works. Um, but later on in the later levels once you have your whole crew together um we you know you can play through the majority of the game as what character that you you like um and and that was a comment that came up quite a lot because in the first game we require you quite a lot of switching um and, and some people really didn't like managing the switching all the time um so that is greatly uh reduced in this game uh there'll still be pockets Uh, you know, in secrets and things where you'll have to leverage those other characters' moves, but for the most part, we'll leave it up to the player to um, play their favorite characters as they want. Yeah. So for the unlockables, you you need to you know switch between characters, but if you just want to uh, do a quick run of the the stage and get the goal, you can yep. just use one character at a time, right? Yeah, except for the tutorials, you know, like yeah. when you first unlock them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for that that's correct. Okay. Awesome stuff. Uh, so, uh, you, you mentioned the fire and ice mechanics. Uh, would you like mm -hmm. to elaborate a bit on how they would will work in some, you know, some specific situations? Sure. Are there different between, um, are, are there different uses for fire and ice between characters, or is it pretty much the same 
for no, they're they're totally different per per character. Um, it's interesting how the concept came to be because um, you know, in the in the first game we had you know the all the moves for all the characters. You had the you know the beam whip, um, but then I wanted to add another layer of complexity to the comboing and the puzzles that's global across all characters that can be easily learned and taught. Um, so going with the fire and ice ability, uh, it's something that we can teach, um, and then players can learn the different application of how to use the the fire or ice mode uh, layered on top of each of those characters. Um, without making it too complex, um, so you'll always be in one mode, either fire or ice. Um, so for Amy, you know, you can use her hammer, and she's you know uh, hitting the ground, um, you know, with the flame hammer. Um, with knuckles, you can dig through ice blocks when you're in fire mode. Sonic, you can um, blast through um, and freeze ice blocks in in the freeze mode. So. It's just fun experimenting and switching between the characters and then that extra layer of the fire and ice. And we do some really fun, um, you know, and interesting puzzles with that combination. Yeah. So, so there's there's uh, a bit like the, the in the previous game. There's a bit of uh, there's there's some puzzles to solve in order to advance. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, and some of those puzzles, like. There's puzzles that you kind of have to think and have to figure out how to solve. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you'll see something, and you're like, "Oh, how do I get that?" And okay, you gotta switch to sticks, and you gotta use her, um, you know, fire boomerang to go through these blocks, and then switch it to the ice one to hit the item. And so there's there's, you know, puzzles like that that are gonna require a little more thinking. Mm -hmm. And then there's the fast-paced twitchy puzzles, you know. Because we have them on the L and the R triggers, so what what we want people to do is speed run the game, and like learn when to switch. So we'll have a lot of comboing where you're, you know, you're on a boost pad and you're going across all these ice blocks, but they're but they're, you know, they're thawed out and they're water. You got to yeah. quickly switch yeah. to ice, mm -hmm. you know, freeze them all, and then you may loop around, and then during the loop you got to press the fire button to like melt them all as you go down. So. It, it just adds a kind of combo, fun combo complexity to a lot of the characters that I think people will have fun with. Yeah, it uh, uh, helps with the, the platforming elements of the game as well, right? So you, you can just, at some at some points in the game, you can just speed through a level. You need to think a bit, stop, and uh, figure out how to yeah, use the, the fire in the NS. Power-ups, and we also we brought back the you know those fast-paced tube races that we had from the first game, mm -hmm. um, and then we layered on a bunch of new mechanics on those, uh, including the fire and ice switching, uh, in in the grapple beam and some other items, and those have been really fun too. Awesome, awesome, yeah. So there's still a use for the Yenner beam, or that is that just limited to those special races? Uh, just just really for the grapple points. Okay, okay. So yeah, even in in regular levels or just for races? Uh, all over. I mean, we we primarily use those for the grappling, mm -hmm. and uh, and that's about it. Like all the pulling the shields off the enemies from the first game yeah. uh, have been removed. Mm -hmm. uh, they were very. Uh, you, you know, you'd get to those enemies and the, and you couldn't combo them, and it was frustrating, and you couldn't keep the flow up. Yeah. And then you had to go on the ground and pull a shield off, and uh, you know we just felt that 
um, removing that aspect of the game would would make it flow much better. Agreed. Agreed. Totally agreed. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, anything else in in that in relates in relation to the, the you know the the gameplay the mm -hmm. different mechanics that you'd like to mention? Yeah, well, um, another thing that we have uh, that we really focused a lot on in this game was the bosses. Um, you know, in the first game, we had the one boss at the end of the game, Lyric, um, and, and that was the only boss we had in the game. Um, and so in this game, we have a number of bosses uh, throughout the, the adventure, and um, they all play differently on the top and the bottom of the screen. Um, so meaning you're gonna have, you'll see the entire boss will take up the whole screen, mm -hmm. uh, top and bottom, and then each of the bosses have unique pairings. So it would be like, you know, the first boss that, that you guys probably saw, the, the totem boss, mm -hmm. um, you know, you have Sonic and Amy, that's the combination for that boss. And we design it around Sonic and Amy's abilities. Um, we have other bosses Uh, you know, for, for Knuckles, where the bottom screen is all digging and the top screen, you know, you're fighting a, uh, an enemy boss at the top um, and we're leveraging, you know, the character's abilities. So um, I, I think that will be really fun. I hope people enjoy that. Mm -hmm. And it's layered on with the, with the fire and ice uh, mechanics as well. Oh, okay. So you just switch between characters in order to hit the, the boss in different places yeah on, on the bosses we uh we switch the characters for you okay so that's automatic so it'll be like they have these cool little combo cutscenes, you know like marvel vs. capcom or something where it's like <laughs> you know you see like sonic and amy and they they do a high five and then you switch to sonic and sonic does his part and he's like all right amy you're up and then they switch and and you, you go to amy and she does her part Uh, and we really wanted to build that synergy between the characters for those sequences. Great, great. So, sounds fun. Sounds fun. Yeah. Um, any any specific uh, details you can give us about the story this time, If, without spoiling um, it too much? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't. Um, you're going to have a lot of Sonic fans on here, so I don't. I don't want to totally spoil the story um but uh you know e eggman is which, which is a big thing eggman is in this game yeah <laughs> which is awesome Con confirm from sanzaru uh, eggman is in the sonic game yeah. uh, breaking, no, breaking well, you know, on the first game we didn't have him we had yeah exactly so it was really exciting for us to to work with that character mm -hmm. and um you know to have him in the game because we really wanted him for the first one but you know we're kind of stuck with lyric um yeah i, so, I remember, so I remember cool. you telling us that you you're a, a big fan of the, the original the classic games and so oh i love it. i i i would imagine oh. that you wanted to use you know the classic villain for the game yeah <laughs> you know i mean like like with anything it's like you know we're there's so much we want to do but we have to stay within this box yeah you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, again, we're following suit on the first game with a lot of things that are in the Wii U game that we kind of had to have in our game. Yeah. Um, and it's not like we, we wanted to have them all, but we were kind of put in that box. Um, but anyway, we have, you know, Eggman's back um, and uh, he's mining this material called Ragnium. And the reason he's collecting Ragnium is to build these robots 
um, and they, they Ragni empowers the robots to make them go super fast. And he wants to create these robots that can go faster than Sonic. And um, which, of course, never happens, right? That's not a spoiler, obviously, is it? Obviously. Um, and uh, so he's mining the, the Ragnium and he creates this robot called uh, Defect. And Defect is supposed to be built for mining um, this Ragnium, but he ends up not being so good at mining. So <laughs> Eggman coins the name Defect, kicks him aside, and thinks he's a piece of junk, but he's really a lot more uh, than, than what he turns out to be. Um, and, you, you know, you'll have to play the game to see a little more, but it has some cool twists and, and turns to it. Interesting. So something to look forward to as well. Uh, and you, you have um, exclusive cutscenes with the characters yeah, for this game we, as well, right? Yep. We, uh, we work closely with the, um, you know, the animation group uh, working on uh, the Sonic Boom animation series. Mm -hmm. uh, we got all the assets from the cartoon Uh, and worked really closely with that group. So they're very authentic. If you like the Sonic Boom uh, animated series, these sequences will be very closely to what you see in the in the cartoon. Awesome stuff, yeah. And, it, and if you haven't watched the Sonic Boom animated series, you should, because it's really fantastic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, we have a big fan of Sonic Boom here, right, Tony? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> The cartoon is great. It's it's a great cartoon, yeah. No matter what you think about oh, the yeah. games, the cartoon's amazing. So so yeah. Um, oh yeah. But and and this is something that also changed from the first game. I remember asking you if you worked closely with the the animation team or anything. There was mm -hmm. a bunch of that for the first game, right? No, but on this one we did a lot. We collaborated a lot more. Awesome. Someone actually asked us that. Or uh, wanted us to ask you that, but um, for some reason that tweet just disappeared. Not sure if the person deleted it. Maybe they, you know, uh, they thought it wasn't yeah, we, a good like, question, this, but it was. So thank on, you. On this game as a whole, we had a lot more freedom. You know, we really mm -hmm. got to do a lot more of the things that we wanted to do on the first game that that we were kind of tied down to. So yeah. That actually uh, is, a, is a great segue for the, the question I wanted to ask you next. So, mm -hmm. how did the opportunity to, to work on a sequel come about? How was the process? Because, you know, some people might ask, um, you know, the first game wasn't really that well received. So why mm -hmm. make a sequel? Why uh, give you guys to the opportunity to work on it, on the sequel again? Right. Uh, how did that happen? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, most people's perception is that that game was, you know, not received well and didn't sell well and people hate it and whatever. But you know what? The truth is a lot of people bought it and a lot of people liked it. Guilty. And the game sold pretty well. Awesome. So, you know, we and the other thing is we wanted to do more. I feel for the first game, we didn't get the opportunity to make a Sonic game that we wanted to make. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we wrote up a proposal, um, you know, kind of did a little prototype for it and went back to Sega and, you know, showed them that stuff. And, uh, you know, the game just evolved from there. Um, and, you know, there was a bunch of things that, that we saw that 
um, we wanted to do on the first game that we wanted to fix on a on the sequel. So, um, you know, they they were down with it, and we had a really good relationship with Sega, and uh, you know, it's a really good pairing for for both parties. Awesome. So you guys actually uh, went to Sega first with the proposal. Yeah, I mean, we were still working with them. Like we we had pitched this towards towards the end of the first I think the first game was out maybe like a month or two and then we came back with uh, this proposal uh, for the game and uh, you know we worked you know uh, closely with Asuka-san and his group and um, you know came up with with what we have now for Fire and Ice interesting was there um, any influence by Sega of Japan or Sonic Team on the end result of Sonic Boom other than they just approving the assets and whatnot yeah i mean of course you know they have a lot of influence uh on the story script no. mm -hmm. um you know what enemies we pick what do they look like um a lot of the defect uh designs we went back and forth on um you know a lot of the just general flow um of the game uh feedback on gameplay in general and um it was great you know being a developer and you know, getting feedback uh, for the game you're working on, you know, from, you know, uh, Sonic Team, from an honest Sonic game is, is, is really fantastic. And it was uh, great uh, guidance for us to have uh, some of that feedback. Mm -hmm. Obviously, no one's listening to us right now, so you can be just, <laughs> can, can be honest. Uh, are they hard yeah. to please? Uh, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> But you know what? I mean, you know, so am I. I, you know, we're, we want to make the best product possible. And um, we're not making games for, you know, us as individuals. We're making games for, you know, thousands, hopefully millions of people to play. So, you know, we're very respectful of all the feedback that we get from, you know, whatever party it is. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's great that you had the opportunity to, you know, to work closely with them. Uh, oh yeah! Again, I, I, again, I, I something that didn't really happen on the on the first one, right? Yeah, not as much, not, not as, as much. much, but more more so on this game. Yeah. So, um, every everything the stars aligned for the sequel. It seems. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's how how have. cool is it to like, you know, you not only work on one Sonic game, but you get to work on two of them, and they get to be on the the Nintendo 3DS is really an honor you know for myself and the team so it's just really a good fit mm -hmm. uh so graphically um apart from the you know the the animations that you you, you actually worked a bit more on and whatnot mm -hmm. uh is it really similar to the first game is it's obviously a 2d side-scrolling game so yeah change on that uh were there any other challenges that you found during the, the development of this game that you didn't find in the first one yep yeah a bunch of them um the boss stuff took took a lot of work the, the top and bottom screen stuff because we're rendering on both screens like that and moving between the spaces um <laughs> we've got some uh amazing shader work um you know some that you, I, i haven't seen on any other 3ds game um that that uh you know are rendering engineers you know went to work on um and they look great um and uh and also we have network play in this game 
You know, we have the, mm-hmm. the, the you can actually race against other people, um, you know, in, in the same area, you know, not over internet, but, um, and that was a new feature. Um, so that posed a whole another challenge um, and, and things to work through with that procedure. Awesome, awesome. So, um, it, it, again, the boss stage, the boss fights remind me of the whole dual screen idea from Sonic Rush. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. I love those. Yeah. yeah. So, so again, a, a, a really nice touch. I think it's something people will enjoy while playing the the game. Yeah, I think I think we've been uh, talking for a bit now, so mm-hmm. I think we, it it might be a good idea to take a quick break. And to, be, to be fair, I think they I think they love the fact that we're talking now. To be fair, <laughs> maybe maybe. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll we have awesome music to play because Matt actually picked some amazing uh, classic Sega tunes. Um, And so we'll take a quick break, uh, and it's also time for uh, this week's edition of Memories of Sega by A Winner Was You. So we'll start by playing the main theme from Space Harrier, as requested by Matt. And then A Winner Was You is back with uh, this week's edition of Memories of Sega, uh, talking about Biohazard Battle. Are you familiar with this game, Matt? I'm thinking of like Biohazard the Shooter. Uh, uh, Yeah, a shoot 'em up yeah. Exactly. So that's what uh, this week's edition of Members of Sega is about. And cool. afterwards, we'll play Stage 3 from that game, as picked by A Winner Was You. And we'll be right back with uh, more questions for Matt. And some really important questions are coming, Matt. So uh, get ready. It's Space Harrier, by the way, so get ready. <laughs> we'll be right get back. Get ready! Get ready! Welcome to the Fantasy Zone. And we'll be right back. This is the Sega Lounge. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Radio Sega.
To be this good takes ages. To be this good takes Sega. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. From the 90s to the present, take a trip back in time with A Winner Was You as he looks back at the Sega games that defined his life. Memories of Sega. Not to be confused with a Japanese version of Resident Evil, Biohazard Battle is a horizontal shooter on release for the Sega Mega Drive in 1992. While it wasn't really any different to most of the many other shooters on the console in terms of gameplay, it did have a rather unique atmosphere to it. The enemies all had rather bizarre and grotesque designs to them, and even the player ships themselves, of which there are four you can choose from, take the appearance of strange looking creatures as opposed to your generic spacecraft. This, combined with a nothing dark and foreboding soundtrack, gave the game a unique feel that set it apart from the rest. It's a very slick, and icky, title. I first saw this game in an issue of Sega Power magazine, issue 38 to be precise. There was a review for the game where it got a very good score of 88%. They praised the freaky nature of the visuals and the overall gameplay. Though I'd never heard of this game before, it looked pretty decent. However, I wasn't into shooters at the time, so it ended up passing me by in my youth. That and the fact the game was quite hard to come by. Fast forward to the year 2003, when I was now well into rebuilding my Mega Drive collection and now had a keen interest in shooters. By this point in my life, Biohazard Battle was one of the games that I wanted on my list. One Saturday, I went to my first ever shopping trip in South End, and while I was there, I came about a game station shop. At the time, this was a chain of stores that sold retro games, although they stopped doing so a few years later. I decided to check it out, and boy did I hit the jackpot. I found loads of Mega Drive games I'd been looking for in there, and walked out with no less than five new games, including Buck Rogers and Sword of the Million. Most importantly, however, I found a copy of Biohazard Battle. I finally had the game, and I was looking forward to trying it out. The game is your typical shooter in many regards. Each ship has a rapid-fire shot, as well as a charge beam which covers a wider area and does more damage. You also have an option with you at all times which can absorb enemy bullets. Though you do have extra weapons available, these are only fired by the option. Your main weapons themselves can't actually be upgraded. The weapons your option has is determined by which ship you choose, and varies between multi-directional shots, powerful beams, and my personal favourite, a homing laser. Weapons can be changed by picking up coloured gems that show up frequently in the levels, and picking one up of the same colour upgrades it. The gameplay is relatively simple, but it's well paced and very addictive, and it's tough. Oh yes. Shooters are rarely easy as it is, and Biohazard Battle is one of the toughest on the system. The first two levels aren't too hard to get through, but the difficulty does ramp up considerably once you get to stage 3, and it only gets even tougher from there. The game is known as crying in Japan, and it's certainly apt. You'll be doing a lot of crying trying to get through this one. Personally, I've never made it past stage 4 of 8, although I did play the last level thanks to a handy level select sheet. Unsurprisingly, it's the hardest of a lot, and while I did actually manage to beat it, it took me down to my last life. It was tense for sure. However, the game definitely isn't unfair. You rarely feel it's impossible, and the game is so much fun you won't mind being so badly kicked in anyway. Biohazard Battle is definitely one of the Mega Drive's more underrated games. Now, the graphics are great, with plenty of slimy and hideous designs on the enemies and bosses. And while the music may not be to everyone's taste, I personally love the bizarre and sinister tone of it. It really adds to the atmosphere of the game. Most importantly, though it really doesn't do anything new, what it does do, it does very well. 
and the fact that it's extremely hard means you won't be beating it in a hurry. If you want a great shooter for your Mega Drive, and having given this one a try, you honestly should. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Memories of Sega Welcome back to the Sega Lounge. We're here with Matt Kramer from Sanzaro Games. Uh, after this really uh, nice edition of Memories of Sega by Winner Was You, uh, focusing on Biohazard Battle. So, Matt, uh, we were talking about this this new game, Sonic Boom Fire Nice. Uh, it's out next week, right? Yep. Uh, I'm sure you're excited. I am. It's been a while. I'm I'm ready for people to play it. Yeah. Uh, have you? Uh, I, I know the game or the demos have been available in, you know, events and conventions and stuff. How have people been reacting to to the game? It's been really good. You know, um, at E3 this year, um, you know, I, I was working on another game, um, and Fire and Ice was on the floor. I, I went over there to do a couple interviews, but um, you know, I, I'd walk past the booth and. Every time I'd go past and, you know, talk to people or the, you know, the Sega staff would be like, man, they, they really are liking Fire and Ice. Um, so, you know, it was great to, to hear that stuff. Um, and in general, I think people have been enjoying it much more than the first game. Um, and it, it really makes me happy. Um, and, you know, the team is, is sitting on edge to see how, uh, you, you know, players enjoy the game. Yeah. I, I'm really happy for you, you know, because uh, when we first spoke uh, a couple of years ago, I really mm -hmm. had the feeling that you were a big Sega fan and Sonic fan. And so, oh, yeah. yeah. You wanted to do a much better Sonic game than you were able to at the time. So, yeah, really yeah, I, the, I the love the Sega brand. You know, I mean, I grew up with those games just, just like you and everybody else. And, mm -hmm. you know, just it's an honor to, to get to work with those people and to work with a property like. Uh, Sonic and, and these characters has been great. 
awesome awesome yeah so we're looking forward to that as well by the way um are you were you able to include the 3d uh, effects for this game as well or did you leave it out yep yep nope 3d's in there crank it up so your heart's content okay and uh, the other thing that's much better with the 3d is the frame rate mm -hmm. um you know we want to make sure the game runs smooth um you know in 3d as well as as off which is the yeah it's it's a challenge So, uh, boss fights will will be interesting with the 3D effect and the double screens, dual screens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although the 3D is only on the the top screen, but it'll probably be a, an interesting experience. Um, we need to check that out. What about uh, your target segment this time? So, are you still trying to appeal to the people that uh, watch the cartoon? Uh, yeah, are you a I, bit I more focused that, on on classic Sony fans as well this time, or just you know? I think the game is is really geared to towards both. Honestly, um, you know, it's a Sonic Boom game. Um, it's geared towards people that love the Sonic Boom animated uh, cartoon, but it also has a lot of traits from uh, you know classic Sonic. It's it's not going to be like Sonic Mania, um, but you know, it holds a lot of those same values uh, and feelings um, that, that, you know, resonated with those, those older games. And I, I hope people, you know, enjoy it from, from both sides. I think it's a Sonic game really for anybody. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, let's see what's, the, what's everyone's reaction to the game when it comes out next week. Um, we'll, it's tough with Sonic. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Again. Sonic fan base, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, some people will, will enjoy it. And you know, Shattered Crystal uh, was uh, a decent game as well. Uh, you know, despite of yep. some, some flaws, but it was much more enjoyable than Rise of Lyric. So, uh, at least that's that's what I think everyone that played the the 3DS game. I, I I would have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> Cool stuff. So, Matt, uh, I think we, we we talked about Sonic Boom Fire Nice. Uh, I'm going to ask you if you want to you know, add anything to that later. But um, we have a tradition here, as you know already. Okay. <laughs> yep, we yep. have something called the Sega Lounge Challenge. Because you all know, right, what do we got this time? Yeah. Uh, first of all, we we need to have something important because you know we don't feel like people get into the spirit of the Sega Lounge Challenge without uh, listening to the intro. So, first of all, uh, let me remind you of what the Sega Lounge Challenge is by playing the intro. Alright. Now, you know our guests. They're amazing. They're stars. But are they ready for the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be a quiz in reverse music. It can be anything we want. Welcome, welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. Indeed. So uh, now oh, that boy, now I'm scared. Now uh, I heard the intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the spirit. Uh, <laughs> and so, Matt, this week for the Sega Lounge Challenge, 
Uh, last last time it was really too easy. I was listening back to the, the show. And it was like, really, KC? That's what you went with those silly <laughs> questions. So this time we went with something a bit harder. Uh, and oh, since boy. you you really love the master system, yep. Um, uh, I I'm I'm gonna use or we're we're gonna use the same quiz we did for. Uh, some die-hard Master System fans we had on the show a, a few weeks back. All right, hopefully they're, I can... they're working on a, a, a new a reboot of Wonder Boy. Uh, I saw that. That looks great. Yeah, that there, looks really good. I, I saw that online. There, there are two of them. So looks we, awesome. There, there are two, and they are both amazing. Uh, but you know, if I fail this test, my brother would be really upset at me because. We were two diehard Master System fans. Uh, there's a, there's a possibility that you <laughs> uh, might might fail. Maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. So we have ten questions, ten Master right. System related questions. Let's see how it goes, shall we? All right. So let's start with question number one. Donnie, would you like to do the honors? All right. So here we go. Which side-scrolling shoot 'em up? puts you in the control of a sentient spaceship flying across a colorful world. A. Space Harrier. B. Fantasy Zone. Or C. Galaxy Force. I will go with Fantasy Zone. Final answer? Final answer. And that is correct. That is correct. Nice work! Opa, Opa, <laughs> scores! <laughs> Indeed. Uh, <laughs> you, you need to do some voiceovers for Sega games. Yeah, I, hey, I wouldn't mind. I, <laughs> I do a lot of placeholder stuff on, on Sly Cooper. I did a ton of it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's an interesting fact. It's just the placeholder stuff. It gets replaced by real actors oh, later. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I can do a great Bentley! <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's go with question number two, then. All right. We're just getting started so th these are the, the easy ones this game was a port of an arcade game in which you ride a motorcycle and try to get to the finish line before time runs out option a hang on option b outrun option c afterburner i would go with a hmm are you sure i am sure Obviously correct. Obviously. Nice. Correct. You Suzuki would be mad if I got that wrong. <laughs> okay, another easy one. Donnie. All right. Alrighty then. So we're at number three, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, just making just making sure. <laughs> in nineteen eighty six, in Japan and North America, and in Europe in nineteen eighty seven, Sega released a game featuring their mascot at the time. It's a platform game, and you have to, at times, play games of rock, paper, scissors. Like, what? I didn't know that. Uh, oh, a, Shinobi. B, Alex Kidd and Miracle World. C, Cool Spot. And that's it. For <laughs> some reason, I thought there was a D. I, I don't remember. I think it was B, but I'm going to go with a little... Dinner, 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 Alex Kidd. <laughs> Well done, indeed, indeed. Alex Kidd in Miracle World, yeah, yeah. That's right. These, uh, I think I should have 
gone through these questions beforehand again because they're a little <laughs> bit too easy. Keep them coming. Yeah, let's see. Let's. Oh, this is a nice one. <clears throat> okay, so oh boy. number four. There were several successful Disney games on Sega consoles. This one was also released for the Mega Drive and sees Mickey Mouse, or Genesis in your case, and sees Mickey Mouse trying to rescue Minnie from an evil witch. Option A, Castle of Illusion. Option B, Land of Illusion. Option C, Legend of Illusion. I am gonna go with option A, Castle of Illusion. Is that your final answer? That is it. And it is correct. Nice. You know, uh, we, we, uh, the producer for that game, Omar, works here with us. Oh. Um, he, he would be very disappointed if I got that wrong. <laughs> the original one or the, the, the remake? The remake. Oh, okay. Great, great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so question number five, Donnie. All right, number five. Let's see here. This quiz is going faster than Sonic at this point. Uh, <laughs> this was the first game in a long-running series of RPGs made by Sega. The protagonist of the game is Elise Land Landale. I believe I said that right. A. Master of Darkness. B. Final Fantasy. And C. Fantasy Star. I am going to go with C. Fantasy Star. Final answer? Final answer. The man is on fire. All right. Yes, he's on fire. I love that game. Five out of five. Let's go with number six. All right, six keep them coming. Again, easy one. But okay, this game is the 8-bit counterpart to the Mega Drive hit title that started a franchise that turned 25 years old this year. It features different levels and music by legendary composer Yuzu Koshiro. Option A. Psycho Fox. Option B. Ninja Gaiden. Option C. Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm gonna have to go with Sonic the Hedgehog. So, I'm... I'm again, I, I'm gonna say... It's, it, there's a catch here. It features music by legendary composer Yuzu Koshiro. Are you sure it's option C? Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I guess I'm not... Composer-wise, I'm not the greatest genius, but I'm going to go with the C. There's no fooling this man. Indeed, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. Yes. Uh, and now for the tricky ones. Johnny, number seven. Alrighty then, number seven. Which game in the Wonder Boy series was released for platforms like the ZX Spectrum, I almost said NX, uh, and the Commodore 64 under the different title of Super Wonder Boy? A. Wonder Boy. Boy, wonderful choice there. Uh, B. Wonder Boy and Monster Land. And C. Wonder Boy and Monster World. Oh, this is tough. I, I'm going to have to go with the original Wonder Boy on this. I know Monster Slayer got a bunch of ports, but... Um... I, my gut tells me to go with the, the original OG because of the spectrum. I, I should have changed this question, replaced this question with another one, to be honest, because it was a bit controversial at the time when we first did this quiz. Um, yeah, but the, the question is, the, the, this game 
was released uh, for the ZX Spectrum and C64 under the title of Super Wonder Boy. Not that uh, there weren't other games in the series with that title in other platforms, but for the C64 and ZX Spectrum, the game had a different title of Super Wonder Boy, so it's a bit tricky question. So, so Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy and Monster World, or Monster Land? Which one? Uh, I'm gonna stick with uh, Old Wonder Boy. It's not. Uh, it's Wonder Boy in Monster Land. However, uh, that this, was my second pick. This 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 question one. is a bit is a bit tough. So yeah, it's it's it was a bit controversial, but uh, yeah. Anyway, number eight, number eight. Back to uh, probably yeah, back to an easy one I think. In 1989, right. Sega developed a master system conversion of a very popular sports game at the time, which included sports events like surf and BMX. Was it A. California Games, B. Mario and Sonic at the 1989 Olympic Games, or C. Champions of Europe? Uh, I'm gonna go with Champions of Europe. Not Mario and Sonic at the 1989 Olympic Games, then. I don't. I don't think that relationship was going back then. <laughs> so final final answer is. Final answer. Champions of Europe. Yep. I'm afraid it's not. It's actually California Games. Ah, oh, yeah. I knew that was on the Master System too. Yeah, they they did a, a you know a port. For the Master System, Sega did that. Right, number nine, Donny. All right, these are tough. We're, we're, we're almost done with the quiz, so pretty soon <laughs> the right. nightmare will be over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good. I love you know I love these kind of questions because um, you know I, I love these games. So Sega Education. <laughs> Sega, yeah. Sega Education, yes. Sega Education, yeah. We we at Radio Sega are wonderful teachers. Uh, for Sega Education. <laughs> uh, this Yusu Suzuki developed game is still an arcade and console classic and has you inside a Ferrari with your girlfriend riding towards the goal. A. Outrun B. Space Harrier and C. Afterburner You know, it would really be a sin to get this wrong because yesterday was the 30th anniversary of Outrun. Indeed. And by yesterday, you actually mean uh, two days ago, because obviously days, this yeah. is a Thursday. <laughs> that's, the show yeah, is that's, Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yes, this is not pre-recorded at all. Time difference here. <laughs> yeah, that's, this is not a pre-recorded show at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so Outrun, obviously. And final question. Again, yep. again, uh, maybe a hard one. In this game, you play as Xion, who must save Monster World from the evil Biomecha. Is it A. Wonder Boy, B. Wonder Boy in Monster World, or C. Wonder Boy 3 The Dragon's Trap? Yeah. I should have done a, a, a Wonder Boy quiz instead. Yeah, I, I would have enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to go with um, the second choice. 
So Wonder Boy in Monster World? Yes. I'm gonna go with that. Is that your I final answer? Me. Yeah, it's either gonna be that one or the next one. Are you sure, Matt Kramer of Sinzaru Games? Yeah, let's do it. Well in that case. <laughs> it is correct! Well done! Nice! Nice! So... My brother will be so happy because <laughs> we are such Wonder Boy fans. Awesome. He, he, he would have he would have been railing on me if I didn't get those right. Cool stuff. I'm sure you'll enjoy next week's episode of the Sega Lounge then. Because we're gonna have cool. I love the other four. guys. I the other guys that uh, the other guys. Yeah, we're gonna have the other guys. The, the, we we had uh, I can't. Oh, I remember now. We had Lizard Cube on a few weeks ago. Uh, they're working on cool. a remake of this, and we're gonna have a game atelier next week. Uh, they're both French developers. They're actually f good friends, apparently. Uh, two different studios, but they're working on uh, Monster Boy, which is, you know, kind of a, 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 a spiritual successor to Wonder Boy 3 The Dragon's Trap. So it's going to be interesting. But anyway, Matt, you did great. So you got uh, eight correct answers, eight out of ten, which is amazing. And so. It means you get yet another imaginary Sega Lounge seal of approval. Oh, awesome. Uh, <laughs> we we need is, to get something done for this. <laughs> we, we need to get something done. Some, we need to print something. And you can frame it in your office. And show it I to all love your it. friends and family. With pride. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, well done. Well done. Uh, for on this Master System quiz, um, you showed you're a true Sega fan, a true Master System cool. fan. Yep. Um, so yeah, Matt, anything you'd like to add uh, in regards to Sonic Boom Fire Nice for people, you know, still uh, thinking if they should or shouldn't get uh, uh, the game next week? You know, week? I, I would just say, you know, it is a great game. Um, I think you really enjoy it. We the, the team. Uh, really went back and, and tried to make something that was appealing to the fans, uh, really addressed a lot of the issues from Shattered Crystals, and um, I, I just think people will really, really enjoy it. And now that you hear how much of a Sega fan I am, I, I hope that resonates within the, the Sonic Boom game. And, I, you know, I also want to give a big shout out to, you know, the, our Sanzaru Games team uh, that pulled this, this game together and for Sega, you know, giving us a, another shot at um, doing another Sonic game. Uh, we love working with Sega uh, and Sansaru Games has a great team that, that brought this game uh, together. Awesome, yeah. Shout out to Sansaru Games. Um, but in, since you mentioned that, uh, yeah. when, you, when you were uh, on the show the first time, you mentioned someone from your team that is a big, huge Shenmue fan. He yeah, had a, he, he, a, a real you know, statue and everything. Yeah, so that is Mr. Um, we call him Killer Carp around here. Um, <laughs> he he is the Shenmue master, and um, you know when that Kickstarter went live, yeah, um, he literally went around the office, forcing <laughs> people to give money. <laughs> so he, he he is a true uh, fan. And, um, you know, every day he, he's excited uh, to see the progress of the game, so... Amazing. So, yeah, I was I was going to ask you that, because you, you, we briefly mentioned the possibility of 
uh, a Shenmue 3 game coming out and yeah. you said that he would be excited about it so oh yeah i, I he, wanted to know his ecstatic. reaction to the, the kickstarter and everything so absolutely ecstatic he, lo he looked like a little kid opening up a genesis at christmas with the uh, altered beast he was he he was just exploding with joy and um you know he is the biggest Shenmue fan i know and uh, i was very happy for him and i backed the game um as well as a bunch of people from our studio so yeah same here so hopefully we'll get a, a great game uh, next year or so uh yeah so shout out to killer carp then uh fellow <laughs> shenmue fan <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh i hope you still pray to that uh ryo hazuki statue on your desk <laughs> oh he does he does he does he's got it up there proud all signed polishes it every day and Yeah. <laughs> Loves it. Amazing. Uh, so, Matt, um, what can we now that the game is done? Now that it's uh -huh. going to be out soon, what can we expect from Sanzaro Games in the future? What can we expect from from you as well in the future? Yeah. Um. You well. You know, we have the Oculus Touch launch coming up so we have two launch games with that um mm -hmm. rip coil and uh vr sports uh and then beyond that we have a bunch of uh games coming out with uh you know various partners um that i really can't talk about yet but you know they're super cool and um i'm really excited to be working on them and look forward to uh e3 and um you know other venues to uh talk more about those great stuff And, um, and as for myself, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm just excited to go home and play some more DQ7 on the 3DS because, man, that game packs a lot of hours in it. <laughs> yeah, I think we have one of our show hosts uh, currently addicted to it as well. I believe Rexy is playing it. I think it's... Yeah, great game. Yeah. Great game. Uh, so, yeah, might need to check it out myself soon as well. Um, yeah, so... If the chance comes and if uh, Fire Nice is, is successful, uh, would you be interested in doing yet another one? I I would always be willing to come back, especially if you have another amazing quiz and question uh, set up like you gave me today. I, I'd love to do a Genesis one. Would be a lot of oh, fun. Oh, you, you're definitely coming back to the show. Yeah, I I, I actually yeah. meant doing another game, another Sonic Boom game, but uh, working on another Sonic Boom game. But you're definitely welcome back on the show anytime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? You, you never know. I can't answer that question yet, but you never know. Uh, we may be back with the, our old blue friend again. Um, you know, only time will tell. Okay. Okay. But you'll definitely be back on the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll cool. have to talk about that soon. Anytime. I, I love to talk to you guys. Awesome. Uh, by the Aww. way, your thoughts on the current um, Sega and or mostly Sonic announcements, you know, Sonic mm -hmm. Mania, uh, Project 2017. Any thoughts on that as well? As I a am fan? super excited. I'm super excited for all of them. I mean, you know, I'm a Sega fan. I'm a Sonic fan. So... You know, the more Sonic uh, games we have coming out, uh, the better. Mm -hmm. Of the two of them, anyone, any particular one that you're more, most excited about? 
between Melee um, and the, the 2017 game? You know, both of them really. Uh, I can't I can't pinpoint one, but um, yeah, both of them are, I'm really excited for, and I'll, I'll play. I, I pre-ordered the special edition of Mania, which looks awesome. Yes, and you can clean. Uh, your uh, couch with the box. As well. I know. I saw that video. That was funny. Indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still waiting for an European version of that collector's edition, but I, I might have to to import it from the US, as we haven't had any news on that. We're, you never know. We're set, set, set fans around here. Yes. Uh, yeah, so anyway, Matt, thank you so much for, for being here. Uh, anything else you'd like to mention? Any shout outs? Anything? Uh, you know, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to just say again, you know, thanks to Sanzaro and, and Sega for pulling this thing together. Uh, great team. And, um, you know, we love working on, on Sonic. And I'd love to give a big shout out to my brother Larry because he would love to hear all these old uh, Sega Master Systems uh, music and, and questions that you're asking. He would totally dig it. Awesome. Maybe next time you can bring him along and we can have yeah. a, an, an extra hard special quiz for the both of you. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you guys would like to uh, follow Sanzaru on Twitter, I'm saying that as I'm scrolling down my Twitter feed so I can find the correct handle and it's at Sanzaru Games obviously so you can follow Sanzaru Games on Twitter by going to at Sanzaru Games um, there's obviously a Facebook page as well so you can just look up Sanzaru Games on Facebook as well um, and yeah Matt again thank you so much for being here with us spending some time with us yeah anytime we know you're a busy person so we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and uh, create some some hype uh, towards Sonic Boom Fire and Ice coming out next week on the 27th. Yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Hopefully, uh, people will enjoy it and all the best for the launch and uh, you know Thank come you. back anytime and uh, have fun with Dragon Quest. All right. Thank you guys. <laughs> have a great. great Bye, man. Thank you so much. We'll by the way, we'll uh, be right back with the after hours segment of the show, and we'll play two of Matt's requests. Uh, he requested the title uh, theme from Fantasy Star and Pure Stone from Zillion, two awesome tracks. And we'll be right back just to say goodbye. This is the Sega Lounge. Keep listening to Radio Sega.
You're listening to the Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. Lounge, uh, and we just um, had some awesome master system tracks there. Title PSG version from Fantasy Star and Pure Stone from Zillion. Um, we're back for the after hours segment. Uh, we had a really nice chat with Matt Kramer from Sanzaro Games. Uh, Johnny, great to have you back on the Sega Lounge. Uh, yeah, it feels strange actually doing a show on Radio Sega. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need to actually <laughs> set you up with with a new software solution for your show, 
for the Sonic News Show as well. We're working on that, and hopefully, you'll be back yeah, on, the... on and at Sundays again soon. Hopefully, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm I downloaded some new software that hopefully allow me to do the show and. It's just one thing after another with the show, you know? I mean... Yeah, and please, the fans. The fans are like, eagerly awaiting the return of SSF 1991 to the airwaves. I mean, like, the thing for me is, like, Windows 10 has actually been really, really good. Like, I have had virtually no problem with this. But for some reason, Sam Broadcaster is literally the only thing that has gone wrong with this. With this conversion. And you're Nothing only, I can do about and, it. And, and yeah. right now, everyone else has been able to make it work on Windows 10. Before. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, like it's, a, it's probably nothing to even do with Windows 10. It's probably just my bad luck, if anything. I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, we'll figure it out, though. So, hopefully, soon we'll have uh, another episode of the Sonic News Show with uh, Donny on Radio Sega. Um, yeah, it'll just be with different software, which, so far, if anything, if what I've been dealing with so far as any indicator it's looking good and I've, i am actually able to do stuff with this one compared Yay. to say, broadcaster so if if things blow up uh don't worry it's just new software so but i think at this point i think everyone's probably just frustrated about the fact that i haven't been able to do a show and i'm getting frustrated too so i mean we need to get i, that I know the feeling asap so yeah yeah but anyway we have other shows uh, still airing on Radio Sega. So next one will be second Mixer Drive tomorrow at uh, 9 p.m. Uh, Western Europe time, UK time, whatever. Uh, yep. And um, you can go to radiose.ga/shows if you want to uh, look at our current lineup That's of right. shows. Yeah. No weekend bonanza this week because it's a bi-weekly show, and so Andy will be back next week. Uh, but there should be a, an episode of Saturday Night Sega, Saturday at 10 p.m. Western Europe time, and um, probably no Sonic News show yet. But the Manic Monday show is back on Monday. Uh, there's loads of other new shows or other shows and new shows as well. We have the Hidden Palace that premiered yesterday um, with Skyblaze. And well, you guys have been premiering a lot of shows, haven't you? Yeah, and so uh, talking about trivia effects, fan theories and easter eggs from and relating to Sega games. People seem to have enjoyed it quite a lot, and so next week uh, Skyblaze will be back at the uh, same time after Club Sega on Wednesday. Uh, for the full lineup of shows, as I said, radiose.ga slash shows, you can check out the correct times in your time zone, so it's easier that way. The, the website adjusts to your time zone, so it should work fine. Uh, next week, we'll be back with uh, another episode of the Sega Lounge, and as I mentioned during the interview with Matt, we're gonna be talking to um, the guys from Game Atelier, because it's French, so Game Atelier, et de deux, de croissant, et um, I should I should ask everything with this accent. Uh, are so we going back to accents again? Are we, are we going back to that again? <laughs> we should talk do about. We, do we really want to go down that route again? Uh, do we really want to go down that route again? No, I'm, I'm always offending people all over the world. So, so, so if there's an accent I haven't done, someone, uh, some nation, or you know. Uh, tribe or something that I haven't offended yet 
send me an email to kc at radiosega.net and we'll you, you, you only offend you you only offend people when i'm here i don't know why what if i'm some kind of lucky charm or something you're, no no well, you're you you're, see, you're a bad influence that's that's why i am a bad influence this yeah. is why i'm not on the show anymore Indeed, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've moved on and a lot of bigger and better things, really. You, you need you need to come back soon. Uh, you you're you're always here for the big 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 interviews. So, you know, it's your, you, well, you guys have interviews all the time. And when, I, when I when I when I invite people on the show, I I have to tell them some people will only come on the show if you're the co-host. So, like Matt, you know, I said Matt, can I have you on the show again? Is Donny the co-host? Yes. Okay, I'll be there. So that's, that's why this is happening today. So, so, so wait, he specifically asked if I was the co-host? Obviously. All the major uh, industry players ask for you. I can see it now. Like, like Konami. We invite Konami on the show. And they're just like, is Donnie on the Sega Lounge? <laughs> Clearly that'll happen. <laughs> Konami being on the show. Yes, um, Konami. It's yeah. not like they haven't pissed off everyone that loves games at the moment they, they, but, you they, know. they're gonna come here and just piece on Sega or something uh, yeah Sega sucks why are we even doing a show the Kojima lounge will be in case people from Sega are listening we are joking <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean Sega, Sega, Sega is wonderful you what know? do you mean in case obviously they're listening uh, it's on Radio Sega is on 24-7 uh, at the Sega HQ, all of them, Japan, <laughs> UK, US, you know, every everywhere. Anyway, Bye. next week's guest game atelier uh, on on the Sega Lounge talking about Monster Boy uh, and with with another Sega Lounge challenge, probably similar to this one. Who knows? Um, but uh, but yeah, don't forget to keep listening to Radio Sega. Donnie, what's been going on in your life, by the way? Where can people find you? Um, uh, on Twitter, at SSF921. And, um, other than that, just been preparing everywhere. for the Sonic Hacking Contest. Oh. <laughs> well, apparently as of April Fool's Day I was, but... Uh, no, you're, you're everywhere still. Lies. The websites uh, just don't, don't name themselves Donnie, but you're everywhere. Lies. All the same. Lies. So you're working on... Um, the Sonic Hacking Contest? The Sonic Hacking Costume? Really? Sonic Hacking The Sonic Hacking Contest is now a cosplay. You've heard it here <laughs> first, guys. <laughs> so yeah, you're you're working on a, a cosplay. A costume yes. for a cosplay. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh no, the, the Sonic Hacking Contest. Uh it takes place the week of November seventh. So this is November seventh through thirteenth will be the Sonic Hacking Contest Contest Week, and that's when you'll be hearing it all over the place and stuff, so... 7th? 7th? It's going to be fun, I think. It, it'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe we can talk about that uh, closer to the date. Yeah, we... have, an, have, a, have an interview with the uh, Sonic Hacking Contest guys. Although, to be fair, I am a Sonic Hacking Contest guy because I'm a judge. So, <laughs> so we're uh... going to be interviewing SSF1991, obviously. Yeah, the SSF Nintendo One guy. He's gonna be doing stuff for the hacking contest. You know, really good guy. You should get to know him, huh? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we we shall leave you all with with music because you know it's better than us talking. 
um, and uh, we'll leave you with a couple of tracks that Matt picked. And this is from a game that I um, heard the first time when, when Matt sent me his music picks. Uh, it's called Golvelius, I think. Valley of Doom. Uh, it's a Master System game and uh, the soundtrack to this game will be added shortly to Radio Sega. Thanks to Matt because he uh, told me this game existed. And so I went and um, got <laughs> the soundtrack and it'll be added to Radio Sega sh sh soon. Uh, Golvelius Valley of Doom will, pay, will play the title screen music, uh, the PSG version. And then we'll have Forest from Aztec Adventure, the PSG version as well. So a uh, couple of short but sweet tracks. Um, we'll be back next week with more of the Sega Lounge. Uh, don't forget to go follow SSF1991 at SSF1991 on Twitter. He's always Yay. on top of the news and writing for all the websites. All the websites. Yeah, and, and, and I wasn't just in a giant Twitter debate during the entire time we've been doing this show. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. I'm not on there all the time. No, I don't know what you're no. talking about. He's not addicted to Twitter. Obviously not. Yes. No, not at, not at all. And he doesn't uh, enjoy uh, debating with Sonic fans. Uh, no, yes. not at all. Donny Mania. Donny Mania. To, be, to be fair though, even to be to be fair though, even if it weren't for like the whole stuff with interacting on Twitter and stuff like that, I still kind of have to use Twitter because that's how I interact with my Nintendo news mm -hmm. uh, business stuff. So, <laughs> kind of have to use it, even if I didn't want to. So, I like Twitter. So, yeah. yeah. I like Twitter. I, I like Twitter more than I like Facebook, to be honest. Uh, but no, nobody cares what I like. So let's just move on and say goodbye. Thank you for listening yeah. to the Sega Lounge. Keep listening to Radio Sega. We play the best Sega music 24-7. We sometimes have some great shows. And other times we have the Sega Lounge. Um, and, and other stuff like the Sonic News Show. Yeah, But most of the time it's Yeah, that one shows. show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll play uh, Golvelius, and then we'll have the Aztec Adventure track. And uh, yeah, so uh, hope you enjoy this, and we'll be back next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Sega music, news, and whatever else we can think of. The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.